Welcome to the uh, hey, hey hey Astro Blast. Here we go, baby. The theme song already played. Yeah. Hey, there it was. And welcome to Astro Blast, a podcast about astrology from two uh, friggin' rock hard astrology experts. <laughs> Me, Chris Varon, and you. And as I, Jess Abbott. Here we are, huh? Another week, three weeks. They said it couldn't be done. Eight. Right? Third episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you should describe us as rock hard because we're about to get into the rising sign. Oh, and that's a rock? Oh, right. From what I said last week in terms of Um, rock hard. Yes, I get Jenny just gestured with her entire arm. Yes. (laughs) Accurate. Before we do that, there's a new playlist up for Leo season already because last week we did cancer season. But it was like at the end of cancer season. Here we are. Yesterday was the first day of Leo season, and now it's up. And I chose my songs, and they are in there. (laughs) I definitely did that. I didn't forget. Yeah, we'll be speaking after this taping. Great, great, great. Will you be mad at me if I do what I was about to do right when you sent me the text and just send you a Lenny Kravitz song, Leonard, Leo, (gasps) a... (laughs) Leonard Cohen song, Leo. A song from Romeo and Juliet, the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I watched that, but a few nights ago. Really? Yeah. And then two other things that are related to Leo in that way. You'll be mad at me. I'll let. No, I will actually. This is great. I will let you keep one of each of those songs if you can finish it out with two more. Leonardo da Vinci. He didn't. He's not. He didn't do any music. He did pretty much everything, but. A song from The Lion King. Why, Jenny? <laughs> it's a lion? Oh, a song from The Lion King. Topical. Big news. This movie that it looks so good and new. Oh my gosh. How do they think of this stuff in The Lion King? Looks so good, doesn't it? Are you distracting because you have one more and you can't oh, think of it? Oh, right. And then, of course, Leo. <laughs> um, What's the song where he goes... Not because she's friends with Leonardo. That is Blessed Union of Souls. Uh huh. It's called She Likes Me for Me. Yeah, that song. And I love that song, and I'm happy to put it on the list. And it's on there. Great. So I don't even have to type this out. You can just listen to this. (laughs) The text. I'll type it out. The text that I sent Chris was, "Can you pick five Leo songs this time, actually, based on the description of Leo?" And he just replied with like the smug face emoji. Yeah. And that was the last I heard on it. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right. So anyway, usually we're going to release the playlist at the start of the season like this. Um, Cancer, we just like snuck in at the end there. So yeah, this is all you're getting for a month. Hope you like it. And you have to listen to it every day to work and back. Also, please review and rate us on your podcast app or whatever. It really helps. And that is what Jenny told us. So that's why we're saying it. Podcast.com slash Astroblast. She sat us down before she hit record and she was like, I really need need you guys. I need you to hear me say this thing. And With I was tears like, in her eyes. Yeah. If you like, oh wait, what is it that this If you like to and do? subscribe you, to Astroblast. If you review and rate us uh-huh. 
That's the new one. Review and rate. Okay. Give us like some stars. Please. Like that like astrology. Yeah, say some say some um things in the comments. Thing yes. I don't know. How do you re- you review? Give us five stars and say it's your favorite podcast of all time. It doesn't have to be true. Yeah, I don't know if you like this podcast, it will help us. I don't know how, but that is what Even if you don't. That's what they say. And so if you want to help us, that's how you can do it. Jenny, did we do a good job? She loves it. She's, she's <laughs> jumping it. up and down. <laughs> All right. So let's what recap. today? Oh, okay. We're, recap. Just like a What real... have I learned? Well, I mean. It'll take too long because I know so much. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point, you're a living compendium of astrological information. That's right. That's right. Basically, we've done the big three, which is sun, moon, and rising. And we went over a brief synopsis of each of the 12 signs. So this week we're going to focus on the rising sign. We okay, got it. Yeah, so we're going to have to like dissect not all of the big three because the the twelve signs that we did in the last episode really was kind of like looking at the sun, sort of. Uh huh. Um, like friggin' Trump. Remember that time you did that? <laughs> he always looks like he's staring at the sun. That's just his face. All right, I don't want to get political. We love Trump. Well, I love the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hate to Trump at all. <laughs> the only guest we will welcome on this podcast. Friend of the pod, Donald J. Trump. Junior. Sorry, President Donald J. Trump. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, he's also a ass. Gemini. Is that illegal to say? I think it actually might be. <laughs> Kicking his ass. Um, but he's a Gemini, so I, I don't want to kick his ass. He's, he's like you. Yeah, he's like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the rising sign is one of the big three, and we're just going to look a little closer at that today. Okay, zoom in. Enhance. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the most important pieces of info that your chart can give you about your cosmic imprint. So um, it's it's one of the things we should jump into early. Okay, good. Here we are, episode three, baby. Uh-huh. Okay, first to explain the rising sign so that you really get what I'm talking about to you here. I feel like I should explain the concept of houses. And it'll only take a few minutes. Please bear with me. This is directed at Chris and anyone else listening that I'm not going to just blather on about this. Cool. Um, I just. I wanna... mean, I'm happy to hear whatever you have to say. And houses are a pretty big component to a chart, but it's just kind of like we don't need to get into it yet. Not quite yet. But I need to explain the basics of what houses are in order to understand where the rising sign comes from. And then we'll talk about the meaning, which is what everyone is. I'm sure like what that what's what they want to hear about everything is like what does this mean and how can it apply to my shit yeah especially for me i would like to know so houses provide a location for all the planets in a chart there are 12 houses in any chart and they are the pizza slices i'm in any chart wait yeah like any any chart is a circle that has 12 um charts are the things name the named things that we talked about last. yeah like a natal chart like a birth chart i see the little circle. Right, 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 right. Is, yeah, you type so in your birthday 12 on houses the in each of those? Yes. There's always 12 houses. And basically, as I said before, the the 12 zodiac signs come from the 12 constellations in the sky that they're named after. And oh. those constellations occupy... Wall Street. <laughs> they must. <laughs> they have to. Each... Constellation reserves a portion of the sky, uh-huh. and that portion of the sky is a house. 
in a chart. So I'm the bull, Taurus, mm-hmm. and so my things are inside of. So him. that means that your son was in that chunk of the sky. It was when in... I was born. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. and it it takes it takes the Earth about a year to circle the sun, right? And that's how we get the calendar year. So depending on where those houses line up with the planets in your specific chart will dictate what kind of rules that house. Um, so for example, my first house is in Sagittarius, my second house is in Aquarius, my third house is in Cancer, and so on, until you've gone counterclockwise through all the pizza slices in the circular chart and ended up where you started at the first house. So you go through them all? So all the houses happen in order. There's house one, two, three, four. They're numbered all the way up through 12, the 12th house. And each of your houses will be ruled by the constellation, the sign associated with the constellation that occupied that house at the time of your birth. Uh Uh-huh. So in my particular chart, my first house is ruled by Sagittarius. And my second house is ruled by Aquarius and so on. And it goes all the way around that way. And a chart, in anyone's chart, the first house is always in the same spot. It's always found at the nine o'clock position. Oh, interesting. There's a horizontal line that goes across everyone's chart. And so the start of that horizontal line on the left at the nine o'clock position is where everyone's chart kind of begins, you would say. Mm -hmm. And then you just do it counterclockwise from there all the way around. Okay. Does this make sense to you so far? No, not really. I'm trying to learn. As we said in episode one. Welcome to Astro Blast. Exactly. Uh huh. And then we said. My name is Chris Farron. <laughs> and then eventually we said. My name is Jess Abbott. <laughs> when you've got a birth chart, it's a, it's a circle. It's got 12 pizza slices uh-huh. and a horizontal line cutting across the middle. Got it. We know those things, right? For sure. And we know that's an imprint of the sky above us. And so the horizontal line going across the middle is the horizon line. The first house, the first pizza slice, what we consider the first slice of pizza in your chart, uh-huh. the first house is always at the nine o'clock position. Okay. And then the second house, going counterclockwise, is the next slice of pizza. Up, counter counterclockwise, down. Yes. The third slice of pizza is the third house, and it goes all the way around like that till you've got 12 of them. It's right. always 12. And because... so do you cycle through all the other signs then? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the houses are defined by Earth's 24-hour rotation on its axis. This means that every single day as Earth makes a full rotation on its axis, what we know as day and night, it passes through all 12 zodiac signs in a day. Wow, is that how fast the Earth rotates? So when you're born and you take a snapshot of this happening, just like a still look at where the sky was at when you were born, then each house is kind of like suspended in that moment in whatever section of the sky it's in, occupied by the zodiac sign this that that constellation is in right is this making sense so like in my house now that i'm thinking about how the earth moves mm-hmm. it is making sense to me okay maybe we should do it like this and i don't know how this is going to translate to a podcast but a maraca that okay. will translate to the podcast because it makes sound 
Yes, we're getting show and tell right now. I love it. This maraca nice. is Earth. Okay. And okay. this room is outer space. Okay. Let's say that Aries is here, the constellation of Aries. Taurus is here. Uh-huh. Cancer is here. Okay. Gemini. It's going to go all the way around like that. Mm-hmm. Around Earth. Okay. This maraca, Earth, sorry, excuse me, Earth is rotating. It's so quiet, though. Make it make sound. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's hard to show an around. orbit while I'm shaking it. Yeah. But you'll do so, it. So <laughs> you see it turning here. Here it is. It's going. It's passing through all of the constellations. Shake it. Please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And as it's touching all of these, look, now it comes back to here and it's been 24 hours. Okay. All right. So let's say that it's like, over here in Cancer, and then stop. We're gonna freeze frame this right now. Okay. Someone was just born. Okay. Who? Snooky. Exactly. Wow. Okay. It's really fascinating to think about Snooky in the context of the cosmos. Yeah, that old meatball. Am I right? She calls herself <laughs> that. That's what she says. Her and Dina, they're the meatballs. They say that on the show. <laughs> Don't be mean. Don't be rude. Thank you. All right, so freeze frame. This is someone being born right now on top Schnooky. of this maraca. It's Schnooky being born. <laughs> Schnooky. Uh huh. She's being born right now. Uh huh. And because. What a wild ride she's going to have, huh? In her life. Oh, yeah. She's... Can you even imagine to be Snooky? Yes. Jenny. Jenny has a speech. I want to let you know that I have pulled up Snooky's birth chart. <gasps> it will be your, your reward when you finish explaining this concept that you will get to look at Snooky's birth chart and There's... share it with the people. Okay, cool. If you so choose. That would be great. That's a great idea. Now, that's a producer. <laughs> So here we are. Someone was just born. Snooky. If we're freezing this, we're going to examine baby Snooky's birth chart. Mm -hmm. And there's 12 pizza slices that all have to be assigned to a certain section of the sky. Right. So now I'm going to set my maraca down. I only have so many hands. That's okay. I think I, I grasped that. Okay. So then again, I'll say my first house is in Sagittarius, blah, 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 going all the way around. Yours is in your first house is in Capricorn. And um, and that is always found in the nine o'clock position in your chart where that horizontal line begins is the start of your first house. So basically, Earth spinning around on its axis and it's also spinning around the sun, right? In general, in astronomy. Mm -hmm. and, and while that's also happening, the constellations are spinning around Earth. Well, well no, the constellations aren't really moving right right well you're look if you're looking if you're from earth and you're looking and if it was going very very fast it'd be like whoa oh right to everywhere. us yes yeah. it looks like the constellations are moving yeah great got it to us it looks like the constellations are moving and um where we take that snapshot of the sky we line it up with the houses and then they've all got a sign assigned to them all right, so all of this to say that this is why it is crucial to know your exact time and place of birth. Crucial. Yes, because the houses are changing every two hours Yeah. as we speak right now. So if you are two hours, sometimes if, if you were born like a minute before the houses were going to change signs, then if you're a minute off in your estimations, then your whole chart is going to 
all your houses are going to be off. So with these charts. But rising sign, you got to know. You got to not trust your mom and you got to just get your birth certificate. If you don't have it, guess what? It's like $20 to go to your town hall and order one. I just did. I went online. When? Uh, Like um, two months ago. Oh, okay. So I have your correct time of birth, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. All right. So the the science shit is over. <gasps> Want to hear about Snooky? Oh, yeah. Yes. Give me Snooky. Layer on me. Lay Snooky down upon me, my weary bones. Her tiny, tan little body. Well, she was born the day after me. Oh. So she was she's born the day after Jenny. She's a Sagittarius. She's a Sagittarius with a bowl chart. Just like me. She's a Sagittarius <gasps> with a what? A bowl chart. That Wait, is for a much whoa, farther slow day. Slow down. I don't know what that means. For later. Well, what is happening? I'm, I'm sitting here in know, silence with our listeners. Snooki was born in Chile. Ah, oh, not Jersey? Her um, Christian name is Nicole Elizabeth, which oh, honestly, course. yeah, I probably could have guessed that if you'd given me like uh, just, just a handful of guesses. I probably could have landed it Nicole Elizabeth being her first yeah. and middle name. Yeah, she rocks. Chris, are you Italian? I'm big Italian. Um, no, I'm in no way Italian. <laughs> Shout out to all my Italian friends. Anthony. Tony. Joe, Tony. Anthony <laughs> and Tony. Christopher. Polly. Uh, big pussy. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name. That's what they call him. I didn't make it up. What a weird nickname. That is the only thing about the Sopranos to me that is doesn't hold up. That <laughs> that this guy's name is also that there's, there's a big pussy and a little pussy. Yeah, there's also a Two little pussy. Guys. Is it his son? No, no just a totally different guy named Little Pussy. I missed Little Pussy. You went straight for the Big Pussy. <laughs> I went straight to the... I mean, Big Pussy dies pretty quick, too. Spoiler alert! I'm going to have to edit out what no, you just said. No, don't. Don't. And they can come for me. If you don't know that, it's... I mean, come on. This show came out... has stopped coming out years ago. Walter White dies at the end of Breaking Bad. <laughs> D Dumbledore. Yeah. I didn't say what happens to Dumbledore. I just said his name. Yeah. It's a big secret, actually. Not many people know what happens to Dumbledore. Friggin' Darth Vader's the friggin' father. Kevin Spacey was the bad guy all along. <laughs> in the movie. Uh, in, in the end of Friends, they all die in a cafe fire. Yeah. Rising sign. All right. House of the Rising Sun. <gasps> what is that? Bum, 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 bum. No, that's smoke on the water. <laughs> What's that, House that of the Rising Sun? That was not Smoke on the Water. Wait, was, it, was that House of the Rising Sun? Ba ba bom ba 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 bom ba ba. What is that? Ba ba bom ba 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 bom ba. Is that House of the Rising Sun? That might be. A ba ba bom ba. What is it? Ba 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 bom ba ba. You know it's a riff. It's a bass worthy riff. <laughs> What is it? You know it? I think that actually is Smoke on the Water. No, Smoke on the Water is... Let's do them at the same time. One, two, three, four... 
This is actually. Do they give Emmys to podcasts? Because this shit is fire. Sunshine of your love. It's sunshine of your love. Sunshine of your love by who? Eric Clapton. Oh, gross, disgusting. Um, we've hit a point in musical discussion where I have to tap out and never join the conversation again. Once someone says cream, yeah, I'm done. What happens now? House of the Rising Sun. Okay, we're going to talk about the meaning, like the like astrological interpretation of the rising sign. Are you ready? Yeah. To bring back a quote from the last episode that we did. The rising sign has been likened to the door of a house, the entranceway that visitors first see and must pass through in order to look into the house itself. Joanna Martin Woolfolk said that. This is a quote from my absolute favorite introductory astrology book. It's called The Astrologer's Handbook by Francis Sakoyan and Louis S. Acker. I recommend it to all my friends who get into astrology. I mailed a copy to Jenny many moons ago, among other victims. It was first published in the United States in the 70s, and it's got a very sick cover. It's kind of like, it has a jacket, but when you take the jacket off, the like book binding comes in like an array of different colors. So if you like go online, I mean, they're all like from the 70s, so you have to like dig for them, but uh-huh. you can like find ones in all different colors that have the 12 symbols for each sign printed on it in this like shiny kind of, it just looks very sick. When Korn put out their record, Issues, they came with four different covers, and I bought all of them. (laughs) And I had a big poster, huge poster, of the main cover. Well, the only thing better than a Korn record is four Korn records. That's what I'm always saying. uh, Four identical Korn records. (laughs) So if anyone is interested, if anyone is curious about a good introductory book, The Astrologer's Handbook is what I would recommend. Issues by Korn also covers a lot of the same stuff. So that first quote was from Joanna Martine Woolfolk in a different book, but I'm about to repeat a quote from the Astrologer's Handbook. And it is, The rising sign is also known as the ascendant. It indicates one's manner of self-expression, character, abilities, and appearance. There are a lot of ways someone can express themselves, but the ascendant rising sign refers more specifically to how you express yourself in an introductory or superficial setting, how you present yourself when talking about something, or lounging about, kind of the outward essence you may exude. Not your internal essence, but kind of what you're putting out into the world. All right, so when you meet someone new and want to make a guess of their sun sign, there's a fair chance you'll end up guessing their rising sign instead of the sun sign. Because the rising sign is what a person more immediately presents as before you get to know them a little more. You think people, is that something that somebody could actually guess? Do you think? Um, I, I mean, sometimes I've guessed and been really right, or someone has guessed for me and been right. And I think that there can be something to that. I don't, and maybe that's just chance that people really identify or display as what their signs are. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is I don't really have a definite answer, and no, right. no one really does. Yeah. Anyway, so like Wolfolk said, it's the door to the house. You're seeing that door before you see the inside. So the rising sign can impact how you dress, how you speak, how you want others to see you, and maybe how you want to see yourself. 
The rising sign is what we're always striving for, what we're working towards our whole life. When you get up in the morning and get ready and leave your house, it's like you're zipping your rising sign suit up over yourself. So what does it mean for your rising sign specifically, you may be asking yourself as you listen to all of this? Well, you take the base description of a sign, like what we did in episode two when we went over each of the basic signs, or the basics of each sign, and you apply that description within a specific realm of the rising sign. So Chris is a Taurus. Of but he- course, but I'm Capricorn. Rising. Yes. Thank you. So we take the description for Capricorn and imagine each sentence begins with Chris presents as. Oh. So Chris presents as someone who works hard, strives to achieve as much as possible, and above all else wants to feel special and loved. That is so, that's true. The things You he, wrote that down about me? Yes. Oh my God. The things he does. I and feel seen. I can never tell if you're trolling. I feel seen. Well, I see you, Christopher. Thank you. So the things that Chris does and the work that he gives himself to are the means for which he tries to achieve those things. For Chris specifically, I feel that this adds up because for as long as I've known him, he's always dedicated himself fully to his music and creativity, and he's gone the full mile with it. And with this work, he engages with people literally every day, presenting a caricature of himself that demands love and approval. I'm crying. Look at any Chris Farron tweet and you'll see this. Oh my God. Thank you for writing that down. Oh my God, I almost forgot to introduce our podcast guest. The cricket? Yeah, he's been chirping along the whole fucking episode. Turns out when we close the windows, it changes nothing. (laughs) He fucking gets louder. So we decided to just leave the window open. So Chris, let's see what you remember about the 12 signs and we can apply them to a rising sign. We can, uh, here's what we do. And this is recording and this should be in the end. This is what we'll do. Mm -hmm. We will count to three. And then we will both say one word that is applicable to the uh, friggin' thing. Do you think it's unlikely that you would have any, like, memory of each of the signs? That's right. It's very unlikely. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to count to three. (laughs) All right, here we go. What's the first one? All right, Aries. One, two, three. Three. Stinky. Strong-willed. Great. Muscular. Okay, what's Who, next? Who's that? Me, but... <laughs> oh, Taurus. Well, but it's not my rising sign, but I actually know a lot of guys like that. Gemini. Gemini. One, two, three. The mall. Talkative. What'd the you say? The mall. I said talkative. That's nice. <laughs> this is such a flawed... Oh, it's good. People are screaming right now. They love it so much. All right, what's next? Cancer. Cancer. One, two, three, saucy. All right, what's next? Leo. Leo. One, two, three, pizza pie. What did you say? Bold. Bold. Okay, what's next? Virgo. Virgo. One, two, three, tiny little dick boy. (laughs) Okay, what's next? What did you say for Virgo? Bookish. Bookish. Nice. What's next? Libra. Libra. All right. One, two, three, bookish. No, I didn't have one. They're not bookish. Well, Libra to me feels bookish. That's my opinion. <laughs> Scorpio. Scorpio. One, two, three, Stark. Oh. Oh, we kind of lined up. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. One, two, three, cream giving. cheese. What did you say? Giving? Yeah. All right. I've given some cream cheese. All right, what's next? Capricorn. 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 Did we already do that? No. Okay, Capricorn. 
One, two, three. Hardworking. Facetious. What's next? Facetious. Aquarius. Hey, what? Oh, wait. Hold on. Start over. Capricorn. One, two, three. Sexual being. <laughs> Horny. Hot guy. So hot. Respectful. Aquarius. Aquarius. One, two, three. Manatee. Quirky. Murderer. Manatee murderer. They drive too fast in the manatee zone. Pisces. Pisces. <laughs> One, two, three. Sleepy. Uh, like a winged gargoyle. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's, That's it. One. We did them all. I'm just going to leave people with a closing note okay. about it. Speech. All right. My closing thoughts here. Rather than read you a long, dense list of a description of each of the signs in the rising position, I implore you to either refer to episode two that we did last week about the 12 signs, revisit it, hear a little bit about the 12 signs, and then apply that to your rising sign from what you learned about rising signs today in this episode. Learning a little bit more about the signs will certainly help you understand more about this podcast moving forward. Mm -hmm. And for me to, re to recite a list right now would basically just be kind of repeating what we did in the last episode. Yeah, we just recited a list just now, too. One thing that I can leave you with, though, is kind of a general, a general tidbit to add for the rising sign. If you remember in the last episode, we talked about how there are four elements in astrology. Fire, water, earth, air are the four elements that we use. And while each of the three signs within a specific element are vastly different from the other, they all do have a lot of commonalities in temperament and general psyche. So let's say that if you have a fire rising sign, which is Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, uh -huh. that you may have a more outgoing social persona. Let's say that if you are an earth sign, uh -huh. Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, that you may have a more kind of calming, grounded essence in a social setting. Is that, I'm Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And you said that just now? Mm-hmm. And I'm calm. Yeah, you're socials? never like screaming or like upset. You're just kind of very neutral. That's so true about me. So if you're an air sign, Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, you're wanting to relate and talk and communicate. What's your rising sign? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So I have a fire rising sign. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if you have a water rising sign, which is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, you may have a slightly more despondent and mystical quality to you, a pensive air to you, if you will. Perhaps uh, maybe a little more on the emotional side. Maybe you're more wanting to relate to people emotionally when you meet them or are engaging in some kind of social setting. And as I said earlier in this episode, it's kind of like a suit that you zip up over yourself before you leave. It's how you want to present yourself. It's how you want to see yourself. Mm -hmm. And that differs a lot from the person that you may be when you're sitting at home by yourself. I They make Grand Theft Auto for iPhone, and I've been playing it a lot, and it makes me feel bad about myself. Bad? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make me feel bad when I'm doing it. I kind of zone out and feel nothing. But once I'm done, I'm like, I could have just been doing something different. Well, as a Capricorn moon, uh -huh. which you are, Capricorn loves to feel nothing. They're 
I might argue, the most feelingless sign in the zodiac. Mm. They also appreciate and feel comforted by their own personal hard work. So if you're going to sit there and play Grand Theft Auto all day, you're not going to really feel nourished by that. That's right. But I understand that the not draw, all day. The draw of it, crazy. though, would be that you don't have to emotionally engage with it in any way whatsoever. Yes, that is, that's true. Okay, so closing notes here. I urge you to go take a look at your birth chart. Just go to go go to Google and Google free natal birth chart or whatever, and you'll find a billion places that you can type your information into. And look at what your rising sign is. Think a little bit about that. Think about how you see yourself and what parts of you you bring into the world when you're hanging out, whether that's with close friends or new friends. All right. So is it advice time? Hell yeah, it's advice time. Okay, let's friggin' crank this shit out. All right, here we go. Number one. Hey, welcome to the advice section. This one's from Cat. This do you think this is a person named Cat or this is from a cat? I kind of got a cat recently. I don't want to talk about it though. All right. I've been seeing a girl since April. She's a Libra. I'm a Virgo. We've been meeting up quite regularly and I like her, but the issue is she always makes it so we end up drinking, getting slash getting drunk every single time we meet. I've spoken to her about it on multiple occasions and she becomes emotional and agrees we should go on a sober date. So I drop it. Then we never do. So to summarize, I am dating a girl, but we are intoxicated every time we see each other. What do I do? Also, Je Jess, what do you think of Libra and Virgo? Is it worth it? Well, you start with, is it worth it? First of all, any sign combination is worth it if you like each other. Definitely don't turn down opportunities for fun and happiness because of preconceived ideas of astrology. Libra and Virgo, though, otherwise, the first thing about Libra is that they're, they're going to be interested in companionship with people that respect them and value them. As long as you're not someone who's prone to really insulting someone and making them feel really bad about themselves, then Libra is going to be stoked that you want to hang out with them which is advantageous to a Virgo who can at times maybe seem a little dry. Maybe it's harder to relate, but you've got a Libra who wants to relate, and that's great. So I say go for it, dude. As far as the sober thing goes, I guess it's worth bringing up again. If you, if you're not, if you can't say this to the person that you're like becoming romantically involved with, what's the point? You know, it's been so very long since I've been in a new romantic relationship. It's hard for me to like remember the like what that's like. But if it's something that's making you feel uncomfortable or I wonder if it would be beneficial to try you maybe taking a break from drinking or something or at least for like a day, like in it being one of the days that you hang out with them and just being like, I'm just not going to drink tonight. And maybe that would like kind of push that in the right direction. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to tell anybody to stop drinking. Just set a boundary with the person. Say like, hey, yeah, let's hang out. I'm not going to drink. If you want to, go for it. 
if you would like to join me in not, then that's great too. Yeah, maybe just be like, I just feel like we're drunk every time we're with each other, and I, I just, or, or, or I just feel like I'm drunk every time I'm with you, or like I end up getting drunk every time I'm with you, and I just want to be sober tonight. That's something you could do. The way that I see it is, there's people that you hang out with when you want to drink and have a fun time, and then there's people that you can do that with and then have a different kind of relationship with them. I might suggest that if this person is just the first kind of person, someone that you just drink with and have a good time with, that maybe it's not worth exploring romantically if you feel that you can't move out of this kind of rut with them. Because from a scientific standpoint, it's not healthy to to drink every time. If you're going to be with this person, like, spending a lot of time with them, let's say you get to a point where you're seeing each other every day, what, are you going to just, like, get drunk every day? You're going to die if you do that. All right, what's next? From Laura, what has helped you to keep going when you felt stuck? Furthermore, what has helped you to proceed further and not keep repeating the same situation again? Sometimes I feel like I keep going through the same cycles for years and progress is so slow. I feel like that. I feel like that every morning when I wake up. It's like the first thing I think about when I open my eyes. I'm like, damn. Another day. Part of everything that has just been laid out is just like being a human, really. But something that helped me was keeping a journal and just kind of writing, doing like write, writing every morning and just kind of writing whatever I'm thinking. And you kind of, you start just working stuff out. I mean, it's don't don't do it like I'm going to work this out, but you just I don't know. There's something about like really like seeing it written down, like the your thoughts. And when they do get to be like very repetitive, you start to kind of use like reasoning and kind of your your brain starts figuring stuff out that you otherwise might not have if you're just if they're just kind of lingering thoughts that you never really like fully engage with. Ultimately, what keeps me going when I'm feeling really stuck or like I feel like my life isn't going to change in ways that I'd like to see it change when I kind of feel like I'm at where I'm at and I got to just live in this life that I have. I think about a couple things. First, I think about kind of how small and insignificant I am or how small and insignificant anyone is in this massive planet, in this massive universe, and think about how whatever I say or do doesn't really matter as long as I'm just trying to enjoy the moment that I'm in and it's real that's something that's something that's so much easier said than done but if you just take like a second to just think about it and just really like slow down and remind yourself that you're just a human being that's here trying to get through it I mean I tend to find peace in that in knowing that whatever I'm going to accomplish is going to happen naturally in its own time and that pushing myself towards it isn't always the best thing kind of just enjoying Whatever parts of myself I can enjoy and whatever parts of my life I can enjoy is going to be the best first step you can take into figuring out what the next thing is that you want to do. And then after I think about how small and insignificant I am, I think about, I guess they kind of tied together, just that things take time. That not, Rome literally was not built in a day. There are no cities were built in a day. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to read the last question? Yes, of course I do. And I wish that I had planned this out so I didn't have to read this one. But I have to. Here I go. You want me to read it? From Sam. Moon is Scorpio. Rising is Scorpio. Sun is Aries. Led by Mars. What? Is that a thing? We didn't get to that yet? Hot-blooded and white-knuckled. Scorpio and Aries are signs that are associated with Mars. So this person is saying... This person knows more than me. They're saying that Mars really dominates their big three 
so they're saying led by Mars, they're hot-blooded and white-knuckled. Okay. Because Mars is associated with the god of war. <gasps> Zeus or something like that? Ares. Greece? Greece. Ares? No, I'm actually kind of a shy dude, and I've liked this girl for a long time. I feel like she likes me too. When I talk to her, I feel like a scared 15-year-old and get shaky and choked, and my confidence is nowhere to be found. I'd like to hear how you guys build confidence for these kind of matters. I feel like that. I feel like a scared 15-year-old all every second of every day. Around your own wife? Cassie? Um... Hmm. No, actually, Cassie's the only person I feel completely myself around in a, a good version of myself. Isn't that romantic? It's actually Cassie's voice that is saying three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Astro in the, in the blast. Theme song, yeah. Cassie friggin' rocks. Cassie does rock. When we asked her to do the three, two, one Astro Blast, you know what she said? We said, Cassie, will you help us with something? And she went, what? and then we explained it to her and she got in front of the mic and i went do you feel good doing this and she went no (laughs) (laughs) but she did it anyway and it sounds great she freaking rocks yeah she's the best she's the love of my life all right so sam in terms of building confidence confidence is i would say of all the things in the whole world is the thing i struggle with the most so how do I build confidence? Hmm. Well, Chris, I think it's maybe important to note that you don't, you seem to not feel confident inside, but you come off as incredibly confident. I think you, the way that you are outwardly leaves space for the idea that maybe you don't feel that way on the inside, but either way, you're very good at wearing that mask. So how do you do that? I just um, pretend to be confident, I guess. I think about what confident people do and the ways they act. I mean, there's two versions of this. There's like a very insane way of doing it that I do also, but that's, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and I don't mean confident in an arrogant way. You just seem comfortable being you in kind of like a more extreme way. Yeah, but I, I think even feigning extreme confidence requires some some comfort within the world of being confident. Yeah. Hmm. I too feel pretty not not confident. With a Gemini sun where I feel I'm overthinking everything I say and do. And then a Pisces moon where I'm very sensitive and and bummed and just kind of receptive. Uh, there's not a whole lot of space for confidence there, but I've got a Sagittarius rising. So when I need to get it done, then I just do. It's just kind of like an aspect of myself that I think I can put on to get myself through something. I don't think it's because I want others to view me as confident. I don't want to seem confident as much as I want to feel safe um, being able to say and do things. And that's something that I didn't figure out um, until like I was probably like 22 or 23. I like woke up one day. It was really due to putting myself in situations where I felt really uncomfortable, where I was working at a job that was like sometimes felt maybe a little dangerous and- Were you a cop? No, but I I worked at a liquor store and there were cops in there sometimes. Oh my God. Trying to like wrangle people. It was a pretty like- 
fast-paced high energy job where they're and like at that time I was you know like a young woman and if like a dude came in there that was half drunk he would like it wasn't uncommon for them to like say or gesture things to me and like at first it it was really startling because I was kind of really shy and had no confidence at all but I worked there for a year and by the end of it I became more comfortable than I ever had drawing boundaries with people and letting people know where I stood about things. And it really changed a lot about how I carry myself in the world. And I think that I'll probably never forget that. That's not to say you should go find drunk people and uh, who make you feel unsafe and then um, just do that for a year. (laughs) 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 But I think that you, you, it seems that you feel uncomfortable hanging out with this girl. You don't feel confident around her, maybe continuing to hang out with her and, When you're doing that, think about something that makes you feel comfortable and safe and then allow the person you are to kind of come out and reveal yourself to her, but only when you feel safe and comfortable doing that. And then I think the more you show of yourself to someone, the more confident you become in being yourself around them because you know that you've shown yourself to them and they still want to, you know, be around you. So I think just kind of being yourself, even if it's just one step at a time, will naturally allow you to be more confident around this person. And then maybe you'll remember that when you meet other hot bitches. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. I didn't see it ending there. (laughs) Well, you don't think she's hot? Is it okay to say? I'm sure this guy thinks she's hot. Sam, you think she's hot, don't you? Don't you, Sam? That's true. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, also, like, um, the feeling you're describing of, like, being nervous around this person is, like, isn't that like part of like the best part of meeting a new person and all that like fun feeling stuff is feeling jittery yeah yeah i mean obviously like there's a there's a balance and i i definitely understand like feeling like am i being weird just be yourself slowly but surely and next thing you know she's gonna be what is it h for the d to the stars and back h for the D. Yeah. And the stars and back. That's it. Have a great summer. <laughs> <laughs> Hag, see you next week. <laughs>